94.9 The Rock. It's GTA's Rock Station. Hey, good morning. It's Rock Mornings. Craig Venn is off. It's Lucky. It's Katie. And joining us now, the chief of staff of Lake Ridge Health and everyone's new best friend because they're <laughs> trying to bump the line for vaccinations, Dr. Tony Stone. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> good morning. Uh, doctor, uh, we've uh, we've had the updates uh, going, of course, and the numbers rising uh, throughout the, the, the GTA and, of course, Durham region now being the only red zone uh, on the eastern half of the Toronto area. We, we see the numbers keep going up and it, it's concerning all of us. Uh, what's the situation right now at Lake Ridge Health? So Lake Ridge Health, um, this morning we have um, nine in the ICU, and then we have uh, a total of uh, 20, let me just double check my math here, I think it's 20, 29 admits, um, so, the, so the remainder would be on the medical floor, the medical unit. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, so, so we're, we're kind of, uh, we peaked uh, this month uh, in about a week ago at around 40, so we're hovering around 30. Um, so it's, you know, when we look at our numbers, they're, they're starting to look similar to the first wave. Um, uh, what we're expecting, though, is through the holiday season and afterwards um, a rise in the numbers, unfortunately. Uh, is there concern, uh, like capacity issue, capacity issues after the holidays? Are you concerned that there'll be too many patients or, or what are you preparing for right now? Yeah, so, so we, we um, put together um, a, what we call a surge plan, and the surge plan um, is designed to allow us to manage uh, a rising wave of uh, COVID infections. Uh, and so we, what we do is we take over a progressive number of existing medical units. Now, the problem is that uh, the more medical units and ICU beds we take over to surge for COVID, the less other things we can do. And um, so we, you know, we have to uh, retain at least 10% uh, capacity for COVID. Uh, what it means is um, that if, if uh, the wave continues, uh, there's a strong possibility we'll end up having to curtail um, scheduled or elective things like important surgeries, other types of elective activity. We have not had to do that yet. That's good. Um, but that's the risk. It's really the elective activity. Of course, the hospital is always open for emergency care. Yeah, and that's important. We've talked about that throughout this, doctor, is that emergency care needs to happen. And I think uh, the message has been, too, for people to to assess when they need to go to the hospital. Uh, I know a lot of people worried about going because of COVID in the hospital, but it's not necessarily uh, a danger when you're just checking yourself in or going to emerge. COVID's a separate unit, yes. uh, but people need to keep going to the hospital. Yeah, you know, with the, safe, the safety protocols in the hospital are excellent. And we've had, uh, you know, through all of this pandemic, we've had no, uh, and I'll knock wood, we've had no outbreaks in our, any of our emergencies. It shows um, two things. First of all, it reminds folks that it really is safe to go if you need the hospital. Um, and it does, it does talk about, you know, the, the hard work our healthcare workers are doing to stay safe and keep everybody safe. All right. Well, the thing on everyone's mind, doctor, is the vaccine. And uh, it's yes. uh, it's it's not necessarily a silver bullet to all of this to get us through this, uh, you know, immediately. But it's some good news and positive coming forth. Um, we've heard of it going distributed now in Toronto. What is the plan for Durham region? If you can update us on that. 
Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it, it is a, a bit of good news for Durham. Uh, we so we have um, we're one of the 14 sites that will be distributing vaccine. Um, we expect a vaccine the beginning of the week. We're preparing uh, to distribute it now um, because I think everyone knows that the amount of vaccine that's um, that's coming uh, in the first uh, shipment is quite small. And so the goal uh, is to try to vaccinate all those who want a vaccine who are um, workers in long-term care. So we'd like to vaccinate everybody in long-term care. Workers first, because um, uh, you know a lot of the outbreaks um, have started with workers, not, not, not universally, um, but uh, protecting workers will end up protecting the, those vulnerable folks in long-term care and retirement. So that's the, that's the first target population. Of course, we want to, uh, you know, uh, hit other hit healthcare, uh, get the healthcare workers, other vulnerable populations, as as more vaccine becomes available. So, um, so I think for the for you know your listeners who um, have no risk factors, we're still expecting, as you know, uh, the other the Moderna vaccine. I think will um, we'll get approval later this month, and we'll start to get shipments of Moderna as well. So we are waiting to understand how much vaccine we're getting and how quickly, and then we'll understand what you know um, how we can distribute to everybody. As far as the vaccines coming next week, have you been told how many doses you'll be receiving? Yeah, I think um, I think we'll we'll be receiving enough to um, give uh, two vaccines to nearly three thousand people. Wow! And so it'll be as you as you know, it's uh, and and we're, we have to do it sequentially. So what they're doing is um, because if you, because there's um you know the the common side effects are things like uh, sore arm, um, some muscle aches. You might get um, a fever for a day. So the so the symptoms are such that um, some of the uh, some of the mild symptoms um, would mimic uh, COVID. It's not COVID. You cannot get COVID from the vaccine, just so okay. folks know. Yes. But um, so what's going to happen is it's they're going to be um, rolling it out where. 15% of the employees of each of the long-term care and retirement homes will get vaccinated, and this will happen sequentially over a few weeks. We think it'll take about three weeks. And then, of course, uh, the second dose comes um, 21 days later. And, Doctor, you just you know, you know mentioned a couple of the, the symptoms, and right away I know it rings bells for some people who are afraid of, of potential side effects of a mm-hmm. vaccine or, or what could happen and what's gone into this. Has there been enough research and is it all happening too quickly? And just the, the general fear uh, that people have of the rollout of this. What do, you, what do you tell your patients about this vaccine? You know, I, I think that um, uh, a lot of folks are, are really um, – amazed at how quickly the vaccines have been developed. Um, uh, I think it's a testament to the incredible effort globally. Uh, with respect to the safety, so if, if you look at the results from the Pfizer and Moderna trial, in those trials, um, the, the trials involved over, I think, um, 73,000 people, and half of those were gotten the vaccine. There were no um, serious side effects. But so, so that's great news. There's, there's the side effects I mentioned are common. It's actually a sign that the vaccine is working and helping you to create antibodies. Um, with respect to serious side effects, I think everyone has heard the two cases of, of, of severe allergy in Britain and right. one in Alaska. So, so um, um, what that demonstrates is um, with any new drug or vaccine, and this is, this is actually just um, the normal process in public health, uh, but 
there's a there's a surveillance system, including here in Canada, for reporting additional events. Because even though those trials had 73,000 and there were no severe adverse events, we have to keep watching to see if there's any more. Now you see that there's been, um, you know, over a couple of hundred thousand vaccines uh, given. There have been these three severe allergies. So, so uh, we will continue to watch carefully for adverse events. So, uh, and now the good news is that those allergies, are, uh, when they happen, are easily treatable. We know that the rules are that if you if you have uh, known allergies to any of the components of the vaccine, then you wouldn't you wouldn't get the vaccine, and we can help with that. So we have that information when when um, we are going to roll out the vaccine, we can help people understand uh, what the, what the components are. They will tell us if they have any allergies, and we'll we'll take care of that. So I, I would I want to tell folks um, the system's constructed for safety. Uh, there, the the milder um, side effects are common. Uh, severe allergies are rare, but we will ser- uh, and severe side effects are rare, but we will certainly be watching for them. Doctor, we thank you uh, as always for your time and for your expertise and for all that you're doing to keep us safe and get us through all of this. Uh, and uh, and if we don't get to talk to you before uh, the the holidays again, all the best to you and yours. Uh, thank you for doing this. Thanks. Can I just um, do one last plug for, uh, for first of all, to thank all our healthcare workers, but secondly, to remind folks, you know, in, uh, in the red zone, we still can have social gatherings of 10. But what I would uh, in, remind people is, is outside of your own household, always, always do the um, safety measures, including if you go visit folks or they visit you because of those rules, uh, even though we desire folks to just do your Zoom. Um, but, but just do, uh, just assume that whoever you're talking to or visiting might have COVID and then behave in a way that keeps you and them safe. Wear your mask. Thanks, doctor. You're welcome, guys. Take care. Dr. Tony Stone, Chief of Staff of Lake Ridge Health.